Welcome to another episode of That Vacation Co. Podcast. It's Caleb and Chanel here, and on today's super special fancy episode, we're doing our moves, our fancy moves. Uh, we are talking about... Um, Yep, I'm reading the script and I almost read it completely wrong. We are going to be featuring some packing tips. I almost said we're going to be futuring some packing tips, but that's not a thing. Uh, yeah, so we've done an episode before about uh, what's in our bag when we're at the Disney parks and all that good stuff. But today is mostly packing practices and tips, you know, some more practical type things when traveling. Um, so this is more like general, broad-based, you know, anytime you're traveling, whether you're flying down... Uh, for a family reunion, or you are, you know, I don't know, going off to Italy or something, something fancy. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Chanel, who's really crafted the uh, the show notes for this, put together a wonderful episode, and uh, we'll start to talk about what's in our bags. All right. I'm kind of strangely excited about this episode because I just like the prospect of packing for trips. I don't like to unpack. That's a totally different story. We could do a very short podcast about how I feel about unpacking for trips, but we'll save that for another day. But um, I love packing. Um, I will say, I don't have this in the notes, but I will say I am a list maker. I probably don't need to do that anymore. I've packed... (laughs) for trips so many times that, you know, you get to where, you know, but it's the one time that you don't make the list and you forget an item. And then sometimes, especially when you're packing with kids, I find that lists are so helpful because they need different things through different stages. So the things that Olive needs and wants now are very different than when she was even three years old. So I find that packing with a list for little ones is really helpful because you don't want to forget a blankie or a stuffed animal or something really important like that. And having a list to go through to make sure is really helpful. So there, there's a tip right there. I still, as you know, as much as we traveled, and we traveled more than some, but maybe not as much as others, we're, we feel like we're sort of in the middle of the road, I still do lists. And even when, I, when we were work traveling, which was pretty frequently, I, st- I made lists then. I kind of had a preformed list that was ready to go, and that way I could add or subtract things from that list if needed. Um, so that's maybe another tip is... Um, if you travel frequently, maybe preform a list of things that you know you're probably going to be doing and, you know, leave some leeway in there to add or take away things. Um, if you travel frequently, that might be a helpful thing for you. Um, so with this episode in mind, what I had in mind was mostly airport travel. Um, obviously, um, you still have to pack if you're, if you're traveling by car or any other mode of transportation, but I really had in mind airport travel for this episode. Obviously, if you're traveling by car or something like that, you usually have the blessing of a little bit more space and a little bit more freedom to bring what you want. If you've got a full trunk at your disposal or a whole vehicle at your disposal or, or whatever. Um, and then, you know, you have more leeway to bring more things if that's what you need to do. Um, but for, For airplane travel, airport travel, you know, you've got to put some thought into it. And so the main question to ask or the question at the beginning of, you know, planning this trip you have to ask is to carry on or not carry on. That is 
the question. And it's for me, it's a difficult one. Um, I know lots of travel hosts that we followed over the years that really push for carry on only. So no checked baggage, carry on only. I've seen episodes on how to travel and pack with only eight items. Literally, wow. Yes, eight items. I saw, I can't even remember her name at the moment, but I can picture her um, doing a special episode where she only packed eight items. And you're asking me, Chanel, does that mean toiletries? Does that mean shoes? Does that mean, yes, everything, only eight items. Um, and her basic, her, her premise behind it was, um, you just need what you can wear and rewear and interchange for outfits, you know, bring a versatile pair of shoes. Um, this doesn't include the items that you're wearing for the day during your travel. So you, presumably you've got a couple of pairs of shoes now at your disposal. And, you know, anyway, she had it all crafted out and planned out. And this was a, um, she was actually a model that traveled frequently. And her thought was toiletries, you know, your hotel is going to supply that, or you can get that wherever you are. You can just run out to a store and get that. That may or may not be the case all the time. So eight items is a bit of, is a bit of a stretch. Even if you are a carry on only person, that's really extreme minimal. And I applaud that, but that's not most people. Um, we also uh, have friends and ma- uh, we have friends and family members that can do week long trips um, with only what they can fit in a backpack. And if you are able to pack your backpack very well, and you're very good at spatial reasoning, and you're very good at rolling your stuff up very tight and small, um, then you can actually get your backpack to fit a good bit. So the attraction to um, carry on only, of course, is that all of your possessions stay with you and you don't have to worry about anything you need, getting lost by baggage handlers, getting lost at the airport, etc. You don't have to expend extra time or money dealing with checking bags. So you can get to the airport and you can get through security and you can get on with your life. Um, And that works for some and that works for many. And that does work for us sometimes depending on how we're traveling. And I'll get to more of that soon. So that's the, that's the plus side to doing carry on only. So bringing like a roller, a roller board and a personal, you know, item, whether it's a purse or a backpack. Um, On the other hand, we have friends and ourselves at times as well who love to check their bags so they can be virtually hands-free going through the airport. I actually saw the beauty of this because I used to be one of those carry-on only people like, oh, I'm not going to check anything. I'm going to keep all my stuff with me. I'm going to pack only what I need and carry on so I can keep my things with me and don't have to fuss with checked bags. Um, And that has been me historically. But when we started to travel more for work, Um, I saw one particular friend who I saw the ease of which she got through security and she got on and off the plane because all she carried was her handbag, was her purse. She didn't fuss with the rollerboard. She didn't fuss with any large oversized bags. She checked all that and just glided through the airport with grace and ease. And I thought, you know, there's something to that as well. So, um, Being able to check your bags can also be a great thing if you want that hands-free, light and airy feel as you're going through the airport, not having to run through the airport with a roller bag um, or other bulky things. Um, So, you know, you never get bogged down in security. You never have to deal with an overhead compartment. Um, It's every parent's dream, right? Just living the free life, man. 
Um, but that's not for everybody and that's not always doable in every scenario. But I just wanted to highlight both things because there are merits and demerits of both of both things. Um, so I have to say, I haven't had a lot of experience with airports losing my luggage. Um, that has happened to me some, and, and it's much further in the past than more recently. I feel like airlines have really upped their game with this. So good job, airlines. Uh, maybe, you're, maybe your experience is not the same, but I feel like in the last, I don't know, seven, six to seven years of travel that I've done, I feel like they do a good job. I haven't had many things, any many problems in that area. Um, but if you have, let us know. So I don't often worry about it when I do decide to check bags. I don't often worry about it because historically I've had pretty good luck with it, if I can say it that way. Um, but when it does happen, it can be a hassle. So I always try to be, if I'm going to check bags, I try to be mentally prepared um, ahead of time. So items that are crucial, items that I can't replace or know that I really, really need, they always stay with me. Anything else I try to think of as expendable and can be obtained or purchased when I get to my destination, you know, yes, that's a hassle. You know, if, if your luggage gets lost for a couple of days to have to go to Walmart and buy a couple of, you know, outfits or a pair of shoes or toothpaste and whatever, you know, that's a problem. But that's the way that I travel now. And I try to think of that now because checking bags for me now with with a child, soon to be children, is actually a helpful way to travel for me. So I think to myself, you know, as much as it would be a pain or as much as I'd have to hate to go spend 40 bucks at Walmart to get me some temporary items to get me through, I can do that. You know, I'm at a place where I, I can do that. Um, so I'm somewhere in the middle on these two opinions. It really depends on the destination, the length of travel, and who I'm traveling with. So I'll get more into that now. Um, so the destination affects how I pack and how I think about tra- how I think about my luggage and all of that. The destination and the length. Obviously, these can affect what and how you pack. If you're going to a warm location, for instance. Your clothes will probably be less bulky and you can probably get away with a smaller suitcase or even the carry-on only option. I know that I've done that before. Going to a warm location, it's just going to be shorts and t-shirts. Those can be folded up pretty small or rolled up pretty small and fit in a bag really easy, especially if you're doing like athletic wear um, where it's not denim material. That You can fold that up pretty compact, roll it up pretty compact and really cram a lot in there. Um, a warmer location might also mean, but it also might mean extras like swim gear, etc. So the destination obviously makes a difference. And um, usually for me, the biggest question in destination means my biggest question is, will I have access to a washer dryer? That can make a huge difference in how I pack. If I know that I'm staying um, at a relative's house or at a condo rental or something like that where I'm going to have washer dryer access, that usually puts my clothes packing in half, cuts it in half. So let's say I'm going to go somewhere for a week, seven or eight days. Um, If I knew that I wasn't going to have access to washer dryer, I'd pack seven or eight outfits, you know, uh, something for every day. Um, Probably could rewear some of those things, but maybe not if they were to get dirty. So I'd pack enough for each day and usually even one extra on top of that. But if I know I'm going to be someplace that's going to have washer dryer access, 
I'm only going to pack three or four outfits. That might even include the clothes that I have on my back for that day because I know I can wash. So that right there makes a huge difference in how I pack. In fact, our most recent Disney trip, we stayed um, in one of the treehouse villas. We had a washer dryer in our little villa, and that was great. I was able to pack half the clothes for Olive and I, and um, we washed, and it was was fabulous. Um, So it made packing a lot lighter and easier. Um, The who affects affects how we pack for travel greatly. Uh, as a parent, it, af- it affects me greatly. If I'm traveling with small people, um, it is a whole different ball game, especially depending on their age. So traveling with a baby, I, you know, I have found, often means bringing the most items. I'm going to need the most things, even if, even if I'm trying to be efficient. And efficiency is always uh, um, a priority in my mind when traveling and packing. Um, they need lots of stuff, right? When they're little, but as they get older, they tend to need less and can help manage their own things a lot better. So for instance, when Olive was a baby, we often traveled with a lightweight stroller, which was really helpful for long airport, airport hall. So there's a packing travel airport tip with children right there for you. Um, lightweight strollers for me were a must because if I knew I was going to need to run through an airport or, um, you know, save my arms, save, (laughs) save, you know, my energy, having a lightweight little cheapy umbrella stroller to push through the airport was a real must, must do for me. Uh, They fold up compact to go through security. They fold up compactly and they'll check them plain side for you. Um, So pretty easy to use and very helpful to have. Obviously, babies are going to need a diaper bag. Uh, And that usually served as my carry-on, my carry-on personal items. So I'd stuff all the things she needs in there and my wallet and maybe a book for myself or Kindle or whatever, um, whatever I thought I needed. Um, But getting through security was more of a hassle at that time. Um, So we tried to be vigilant and prepared so as not to take up too much time doing so. We hated to be those parents who are going through security and not paying attention, forgetting that they needed to take things out of bags and take um, bottles out. And, you know, we always try to be really vigilant when we go through security so as not to hold ourselves and other people up. Um, We tried, Caleb was really good at being fast about getting through security with a baby. Um, But Things are needed, right? They need bottles. They need formula. They need snacks. They need toys. They need diapers. They need wipes. They need all this stuff that you have to have with you at all times. So carry-on was a must at this stage. It was no. It was a no-brainer that we were going to do carry-on, um, probably in addition to checking things. Um, but now that Olive is seven, the last time we traveled, she carried her own small backpack, and she held and managed that entirely almost by herself, except for maybe a little bit of help getting through security. And boy, what, I mean, I felt like a a free woman, like Olive doing her own backpack. I had my own backpack. That was all we carried, you know, through security. We checked our luggage. It was great being able to move hands free through the airport, each of us with just our backpacks. It was crazy easy compared to what it used to be when she was a baby and needed more things. Um, So another example might be if I'm traveling by myself or with Caleb um, and it's just us two adults or just myself um, and we're, let's say we're only going to be gone two or three nights to wherever we're going. 
we might do, it's very likely that we do carry on all the way. So no checked bags and just do carry on because it's easier to get through the airport with carry on and no children than it is with carry on and with children. Cause you're not only keeping up with your kids, but you're keeping up with all your bags. Um, so I would bring, if it was just me or just me and Caleb, I would bring the acceptable size carry on roller bag and maybe a larger purse or handbag. Um, and that way I don't have to fuss with checking a bag at all. I've got all my things with me and I don't have to worry about any of that getting lost or anything like that. I know I'll have what I need when I get there with me, but then I get a little sad because I'm not really hands-free anymore. But like I said, that's an easier option when I don't have kids with me. You know, it's much easier to keep track of those things. So those are some potential scenarios, most of, most of which have actually happened um, that varies on how we decide how to pack. So here, here are my more practical, you say, okay, Chanel, let's, you got through all those examples and all those things. Um, what do you do for your carry on? What do you do for your suitcases? Like, how do you actually pack your suitcase? Okay, I'm about to get to that. And hopefully, um, I can find some posts that I can share with later that actually shows you how I, how I do these things. Um, so carry on my general practice for carry on when I am bringing a small roller board and a personal item, usually a purse or a backpack, is I always, almost always, bring at least one change of clothes and underwear. This way, if my checked bag does get lost, I got a backup. But even then, I've started, that used to be a staple for me. I always brought a change of clothes and underwear in my in my carry-on. But that even, I've even kind of gone away with that. Because again, I'm now of the mindset of, if I know where I'm going and I know I can get access to a Walmart or a Target, I can always go buy an outfit if I need to. Um, so even there, there's some wiggle room for me. But that was that historically has always been one thing for me, at least one change of clothes in my bag and Olive's bag so that we've got that. Obviously, snacks, book, Kindle, charge, cell phone charger, wallet, those are the obvious. Um, but my latest practice, and I'll share this tip with you, this is my latest carry-on tip, um, is that I've discovered that I did not like fussing with the little plastic baggies of travel size lotions and um, gels and creams, all your liquids, gels and creams that need to go into the little quart size bag. I used to do that a lot. I'd get all the cute little travel size things and do that. But I discovered that I got tired of pulling those baggies out of my carry-on. Didn't want to have to do that anymore. So I have found that... um, I'll either just forego it all together and put it in checked if I'm doing that. And if again, if my stuff gets lost, I can usually obtain those things easily. Hotels usually have most of those things for you anyway. Um, but I've also found that a lot of these things are taking solid form now. So you can get a lot of your travel toiletry items in solid form. Shampoo, yes, you can find that in a solid. Lotion, Yes, you can find that in a solid. Perfume, you betcha, you can find it in a solid. Um, This is becoming more and more prominent these days, and a lot of that is they're trying to cut back on the single-use plastics so you can get shampoo in soap form, lotion in soap form that will either come in a little travel-size tin 
or um, a little cardboard box. And there's a trick to using that. There's a learning curve with that. Obviously, you don't want to put a wet bar of soap back in a cardboard box. That's not going to go well, is it? Um, But if you allow your bar of soap five or so minutes to dry out before you put it back in its box, you're good to go. That's really the only thing that you need to know is let your soap bar dry out, put it back in its box, chuck it in your carry-on, and on you go. So that's something that I recently started practicing. I have solid lotion, solid shampoo. Um, I don't have solid toothpaste. I haven't found that yet, but I wouldn't be shocked if (coughs) some way, somehow that's coming. Um, But those are all like real options. And I'm finding that more and more brands are doing that. You can find more solid shampoos now. You don't have to go to some niche thing anymore. Um, But you can do those things and they they can be good quality. They don't have to be poor quality. So um, that's something that I'm really enjoying. The fact that I can have my lotion with me because I I do not like to have dry hands. And uh, at the airport, you're always washing your hands and being on the plane, you get dried out easily. So I love that I can have my lotion bar there and I don't have to pull it out in the little plastic baggie anymore because I just got to wear, that was one more thing, especially traveling with kids, having to worry about pulling everybody's baggies out of their carry-on, that's a hassle. Um, so anyway, that's the life that I, that's the carry-on life that I'm living now when I'm doing carry-on. I do solid things. Anything that I don't have in solid form goes into my checked bag, and I don't sweat it. If something happens, I can get toothpaste, I can get shampoo, I can get whatever. Um, so here's my suitcase tips. Um, and Caleb... I'm going 90 to nothing here, but Caleb can jump in at any point and give his tips or if he wants to give his tips at the end, Caleb's going to give his at the end. Um, So my suitcase tips, little known fact about me, um, or maybe it's not so little known. I I think a lot of you guys I know, um, so you probably already know this about me. I am, or at least I used to be, or maybe I still am, I don't know, a personal organizer. Um, For several years, I run my own small side business of helping people organize their homes. Um, And so this translates into packing a suitcase. It translates very well into packing a suitcase. Um, So what I discovered because of my personal organizing background is I love file folding. If you don't know what that is, that's just folding your clothes in such a way um, to where if you were looking at them in a, in a drawer, like in your, at home in your drawer, you're able to see everything standing in file form so you can see everything that you have. So you're no longer stacking your things like T-shirts from top to bottom so that you can't see what's underneath the first shirt. You're file folding everything into your drawer so that you can, at a glance, see everything that you have. And that translates into packing a suitcase. At least for me, it does. Um, So what I do when I pack, um, I consider packing heavier and bulkier items at the bottom of the suitcase. And when I say bottom of the suitcase, I don't mean when your suitcase is laying flat on the ground or on your bed and you're packing. I mean bottom of the suitcase when the suitcase is standing upright in the position you would have it to roll it or carry it. Um, So that for me is the bottom of the suitcase. When the suitcase is standing up on its wheels or standing up on its feet 
And um, that portion of the suitcase to me is what, when I say bottom, that's what I'm referring to. So heaviest items obviously would go on the bottom, uh, bulky things like shoes, hair dryer, or, you know, heavier things like that if I'm bringing those things. Um, and then lighter, uh, bulkier clothing items would be next, then lighter clothing items would be last. And maybe if I do have a couple of little toiletry bags, those would be toward the top somewhere. Or if I have a hole or something that I need to fill, then it might be in that area. So that's what my suitcase looks like. Um, And so what I do is I apply my same file folding technique to my clothes, to my, um, to my suitcase. And I fold them maybe a little differently than they would be in their drawer at home. Um, maybe a little bit smaller and more compact to fit the size of the suitcase, uh, the depth of the suitcase. And what I found that if I do that well, and I'll try to, this might be difficult to visualize me talking about, I'm going to try to find some pictures of it. Um, because I did a post on it ages ago on my organization Instagram page. Um, but what I found that when I do this, Um, things pretty much stay in place through the whole travel experience and they don't shift much. And when I get to my destinations, things are roughly where they were when I packed them. Um, so I found for me that it's helpful. There's lots of other little tricks that I do. Like, let's say I am traveling with with a bottle, a glass bottle of perfume. I might wrap it in a couple of socks and stuff it in a shoe. Um, that's a little space saving tip, but also a great little tip for packing something that's a little more fragile, wrap it in some socks, stuff it in a shoe. It's probably going to be pretty good. Can't say that it, you'll never have a problem, but in my experience, it's always worked. Um, so there are other little tips and tricks like that, but my main thing is I translate my file folding into, I do the very same thing that I do with my clothes at home in my suitcase And it's worked well for me. Another thing that I do um, is I do use, um, I have like some little bags that I put certain things in. Like, and, And this is a popular thing now for people who are in the organizing community or really love organization, especially when packing. You can find some great resources out there for um, garment bags and organization bags when you're packing so that you have a bag for everything. You have a bag for your t-shirts, you have a bag for your jeans, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I do that with some of the smaller things like socks and underwear. I have one bag that I put all my socks and underwear in so that they don't get jostled or mixed up in my luggage. It all goes into this zipper bag and the zipper bag gets put into the suitcase just as if it were a file folded item. So, you know, I roughly flatten it out pretty well and it goes right in there as if it were one of the other clothing items that are folded. Down the line, I may invest in some more of those bags. That way I can put all my jeans together in a bag and and et cetera. But at right now I don't have those. Um, but I've seen lots of them that look very intriguing and enticing. And I like that idea. I've also seen people use the vacuum space saver bags. I've never done that to me. I, I don't think that I would need to do that unless if I'm going on a long trip where I need to pack a lot, um, and condense it. Um, but some people use that. If you use that, I'd love to hear about your experience with that. And if it's worth the investment in that, Um, but so far this method seems to work pretty good to me. Um, that's the, that's the general gist of how I pack my suitcase, whether it's a small suitcase or large suitcase. 
Um, I always think about how the suitcase is going to stand and I pack the things according to how it's going to stand. So, um, like I said, I'll try to find some pictures of that if I can, if that's helpful. Love to hear your tips. Caleb, I'm going to turn it over to you and that way you can share your packing tips and ideas. Hi, I've been here the whole time. Um, so yeah, uh, I think first of all, just the clarification of this, like I don't have to have a whole lot of great ideas on packing because I'm married to somebody who does. So, um, I usually ask some help, you know, for some help when I'm packing for a trip, but some things that I have done that have really been beneficial to me are things like, um, I use the Evernote app. Uh, pretty extensively for a plethora of things on my phone. It's kind of like a note-taking slash organization slash, I don't know what else, artistic, whatever, productivity, efficiency, all these things. Uh, For a short time in my life, I was extremely interested in proficiency, productivity, and efficiency, all that kind of stuff, you know. And so I, I really got to love this app and there was a template that I had found um, with like packing list ideas. And so I kind of crafted it to my own needs. Uh, And so I use a digital packing list for every trip uh, based on a template that I made. So I will change it up at times based on the type of trip, like Chanel mentioned, destination, uh, length of trip, you know, all of that really determines Uh, What goes in? So I'm actually preparing to take a trip uh, here in a couple days, uh, just myself, um, down south. And so, you know, there's certain things that I'm going to need for this trip that I don't typically need. Um, So I'm I'm going to Louisiana and Texas for my grandmother's funeral. And so I'm going to need, you know, some dress clothes and things like that. And I don't typically travel with dress clothes unless I'm going for a wedding or, you know, a funeral or something of the sort. Um, So, you know, that's going to take up some space and it's going to affect how I pack. Um, I always do travel with a carry-on. And for me, it's a little different than Chanel. Because I'm a tech guy, I usually travel with my laptop. Uh, I will usually travel with, you know, headphones, that kind of thing, a Kindle, and my camera. So I have a DSLR camera and a couple lenses. So of course, all of this takes up space. Well, I have one of those backpacks that, you know, seemed like a great idea at the time, but, uh, you know, storage wise, it is a good idea, but it, it can get pretty heavy with all of those items in it. But it's got like uh, padded walls for the laptop and for the camera equipment. Uh, so I travel with that as my carry on bag. And I usually store it at my feet. Um, unless that's just not an option, which now I'm realizing I think I I think I put myself in a seat that that's not an option. I might need to go change that. Um, I prefer it by my feet rather than the overhead bin. So I'm going to have to go make that adjustment. I wasn't thinking about that till now. Um, you know, and obviously I end up usually being the person who's carrying the chargers. I also travel with a charging brick. If you don't know what those are, uh, that's what we call them. You know, it's basically those little devices where you can... Um, charge it up, and then you can charge your devices with this device. So it's a charger. Um, And I I usually am the one carrying these items as well. Often, even when we're traveling with Olive, 
Um, I'm kind of tasked with keeping track of her Kindle and all that kind of stuff. So I'm the tech guy when we travel. Uh, So my bag is usually pretty full, and I don't usually have a lot of space for uh, things like extra pairs of clothes in my carry-on. Definitely not shoes. That that would be impossible with my backpack. Um, But yeah, so all of those things... Uh, do determine how you pack and all that stuff. So I typically do travel with a checked bag. There was a couple years there where we really made an effort at, at least I made an effort. I can't remember what Chanel was doing at that time, but really made an effort towards using carry-on only. Kind of intrigued by the idea, though, of not doing a carry-on. I don't think I'd be able to swing it on this trip um, because I will be bringing my laptop, and I just don't really trust my laptop in the in a checked bag. Um but yeah, there will be an interesting thing happening on this flight on the return home. I wasn't sure I was going to mention it or not, but I do, I do think it's an interesting thing with, with travel. Um, and, and that is I will be returning with a checked firearm. Uh, so TSA requirements are that you obviously cannot carry any type of firearm, explosive, ammunition, anything like that in your carry-on bag. It is a federal offense. Do not do it. They will confiscate it, all that stuff. Do not do it. Um, But you are permitted to travel uh, with a checked firearm that has been declared and properly stowed according to TSA requirements. And you can find those uh, in a link that I'll probably put in the show notes here. Um, But it's important that you do it exactly how they tell you to do it. Otherwise, you might get a federal uh, offense on your record. Um, (laughs) so yeah, you got to find the right case, proper case, proper locking, all these things, uh, and take your, your responsibility of caring for those things seriously. And that there are some extra steps that go with it. And I'm about to experience that for the first time and I'll let you know how it goes. But essentially when you go to check in, you need to declare that you have a firearm, declare that you are checking a firearm and, uh, they will give you a paper to fill out a declaration paper, um, and you need to have it properly locked. You are the person who must maintain control of that key at all times. Do not hand over the key unless they return it immediately afterwards. That is your responsibility, not theirs. So, um, yeah, you need to make sure that you're following TSA regulations on those things. But um, from what I've read, it could add an additional like 20 minutes to your time for check-in. So you need to make sure that you're paying attention to those things. And all of that is important when it comes to travel and packing and all that, uh, that you allow yourself enough time for those things. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that's pretty much all I am going to add at this time. Uh, one, one, one little thing. In my carry-on, I usually do try to leave enough space so that if I pick up a snack at the airport, I can throw it in my backpack. Uh, because I don't really want to carry snacks in my hands the whole time. And I don't really like carrying uh, an additional bag, you know, like if I've purchased something. I don't really like carrying that around with me. So I want to make sure that I have, you know, enough space to throw that into my carry-on. So that's all from me. Excellent. Obviously, there's so much more that we could say. I'm thinking of things as Caleb's talking. I'm like, oh, I could have said this. 
And I could have mentioned that I packed that. And that might be helpful to know. But, you know, all we can do is what we can do in an episode. And I think it would be helpful maybe when Caleb gets back to do a short episode on his actual experience of um, packing and traveling with a firearm. That might be helpful for some folks to know. Just a little short um, episode on how that went for him and his experience with that. Um, But we would love to know your packing tips or if you have any packing questions. Like I said, I have so much more information in my brain of things that I pack and why I pack them. Um, I try to go as minimal as possible, but I am not a true packing minimalist. Um, Not completely anyway. Um, So I would love to share any more tips with you. Maybe we can do another future episode about more specifics of what and not the how. This episode focused on the how more than the what. Um, Anyway, let me know. If this was utterly boring and you heard us say carry on and checked baggage so much that you couldn't keep them straight, um, just be like, yeah, no more episodes like this, please. Um, But if it was helpful or you would like more specifics, let us know. Um, As always, we do this podcast to promote our business, That Vacation Co. If we can help you with any future travel plans, please let us know. Um, We can help you discuss how to pack your bags. But more importantly, we can help you discuss uh, the destinations that you want to go and how to get there and how to get there efficiently and all of those things. So hit us up if you need any vacation planning tips or advice or you would like to help help with planning an upcoming vacation. We would love to do that. Thank you so much for listening today. We are That Vacation Company, serving you the most delightful destinations.